Welcome back to the Tanya Burton at the Diet Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Burton. I am a fitness professional, and my goal as a coach, mentor, teacher, whatever you want to call it, is to help you not only lose weight, I want you to enjoy the journey. I want this to be fun. I want this to be less stressful and less anxiety than before, okay? I want it to be enjoyable, and I want it to be sustainable. Not only do I want to help you lose the weight, but give you tips and tricks of how to keep it off, right? Because we don't want to go back to that cycle of gaining and losing. We need to learn new skills and we need to apply them to keep moving forward. So at the end of every podcast, I always ask and offer, hey, if you have any questions, write them down, send them to me, um, do text message, email, whatever you, whenever you can. And so I have six questions that I want to go over today from binge eating to water, how to get it in, from intermittent fasting questions, anxiety about your weight, how to keep it off. I'm going to answer all those today, okay? I picked the top six questions for just right now, and then I'll finish off other questions in another episode, all right? So let's dive in. Number one, I had a teacher ask me a question, Tanya, how do I get my water in? If I'm going to be wearing a mask all day long, we know water is important. It's non-negotiable. Your your body needs water every single day. So it's just a matter of being resourceful and finding maybe different times of the day that we consume more water. Obviously, if you're a teacher and you're at home now, your schedule is going to be different in the next few weeks. So we need to learn to adjust and not just, oh, this was a good healthy habit. I don't have time for it. I'm throwing it out the window. So what we need to do And this is what I recommend for teachers, getting in your water when you wake up, okay, you probably have a good maybe hour for some people who wake up earlier, two hours before you actually have to be in in school, before you have to start teaching to get in water. And if you're up for an hour or two, you can easily get in anywhere from 15 to 30 ounces. Boom. That's a great way to start your day with your cup of coffee. It's perfect, Okay. Start your day off with water, especially, you know, if you know you can't be drinking it, especially with a mask on, start as soon as possible in the morning. Then if you can, lunchtime, and this is the most important one, a lot of teachers struggle with after school, they are ravenous, they are hungry, they are all beelining towards drive through because they're so hungry, and I work with a lot of teachers and I always recommend, hey, as soon as you get in the car, you start guzzling down your water and you drink it all the way home. Making sure your Yeti cup is full, start sipping on it when your butt touches that seat. And you wouldn't believe the response I've had with that. All of a sudden, they're not ravenous. They're not hungry. Well, they probably went four or five hours without water. So a lot of times our body screams for hey, hydrate me instead of food, but we misinterpret it and we just aim for food. So drink water before work as much as you can while you're getting ready during lunch. And then as soon as you get off work, start drinking your water as you're driving home. Okay, it will make a big difference on your appetite, on your mood, on your energy. Water is amazing. So just because the season of our lives change and our routine changes doesn't mean we just stop all our good healthy habits. We need to implement them and be resourceful and creative of how do I get in my water even though I I can't get it in like I usually would on summer vacation. Number two, 
What do I do if I overeat at dinner? Oh, goodness, have I been there. Um, besides the bloating and, you know, the self, you know, loathing that happens after that, there's so much guilt, right? Like, why did I do that? I was doing good all day. Well, that doesn't help us, right? It doesn't help us like, oh, I should have ordered this. What was I thinking? Learn from it. I always talk about grace. Have grace and move on. It's not the end of the world. If you've been doing great for the last like seven to 10 days and one day you eat a little bit more than you anticipated, it's okay. You might mentally make a note of, hey, I'm probably going to weigh more tomorrow, but that doesn't mean it was fat. It's probably more sodium because your body's not used to. Maybe you ordered, you know, fries and you know, onion rings or something like that. So, and a burger. So you got all the sodium that your body's not used to that's probably retaining it. So my mindset for the next day is it's a fresh new day. A whole new set of calories is renewed. Like I get to start fresh, reset. And then I also think of, okay, I just stored a lot of extra energy, a lot of calories from yesterday's dinner. I will get in an awesome workout today. So instead of feeling guilty and saying, screw it, I'm just going to keep eating. First off, that makes me feel worse and I feel more heavy. It's awful feeling, right? Let it go. Have some grace. But then number two, just have a plan for the next day. Like, hey, you know what? I have extra energy. I'm going to get in 15,000 steps today. I'm going to do an hour workout. I'm going to clean out my garage because you have the energy to do so. So instead of feeling guilty of extra calories, use those extra calories, burn those extra calories in a positive way. Not, oh, I have to punish myself. No, literally your body will actually have the extra energy to do extra activities, okay? And make sure to drink your water just to flush everything out. Give it a couple days of consistency with your tracking, with your food, um, with your water, and you're going to see that scale go right back down, all right? Give it like three to four days. That's usually how long it takes me after I eat out. Takes me a couple extra days to see that scale drop again. All right? That's very normal. Number three, another teacher asked, Hey, I am starting school and I need some convenient foods. What do I bring with me? Um, obviously, the simple thing is you can have like a Fit Crunch bar, you can have a Premier Shake or a Fair Life Shake. You can obviously bring your own food, like leftover dinner. The previous night, you know, uh, make extra meat or veggies and then put it away. That way, when you go to work the next day, you can pop that in, microwave it, and make it easy. Yogurt is great. Having a parfait, yogurt with some berries, some um, some granola bits. I mean, we think lunch like it has to be this huge, massive meal that's a thousand calories. Actually, if you just quizzically eat something that's maybe three, four hundred, you're gonna feel so much better and you have more energy for the rest of the day. So I'd keep it simple. I'd keep it light. Um, there's a lot of great frozen uh, meals that you can bring with you. My favorite brand of veggies um, that are frozen is Green Giant and Bird's Eye. Those are awesome. They, they have a lot of uh, ones with like rice, cheese and broccoli. You add some protein in there, add some meat, stir it up. That's, I mean, your meal will be ready in like six minutes. There's just broccoli bags. There's just pea bags. There's green bean bags. There's one that's actually my favorite. Um, it's green beans, red potatoes, and garlic sauce in a bag. You microwave that for a couple minutes and then toss in your protein, whether that's chicken, ground turkey, ground beef, steak tips, whatever it is. You mix it. Oh my goodness, it's a good meal. And it's about 400 calories. 
very quick and convenient. So what I typically do, if I know I'm going to be traveling a lot and I don't have time to cook, if it's five days out of that week that I know I'm going to be busy, guess what? I bought five frozen bags of vegetable, different vegetables, and I just I might have the same protein, but it's a different texture or flavor with the vegetables that I'm eating it with. Okay, so just keep it simple. Find your favorite ones. There's so many different types of frozen vegetables, and they're great. I had a client ask if there's a difference of, you know, is it better to eat raw or frozen? Hey, listen, you're eating vegetables. It actually, studies show that frozen is a little bit better just because they uh, flash freeze it, if I said that correctly. And so it really, uh, all the nutrients are really like frozen. And so when you warm it up, you're going to consume more than just raw that's been sitting out, you know, for weeks before you actually buy it and then actually eat it. But at the end of the day, listen, eat vegetables, you're going to be good. It's better than going out through drive through right? You need those micronutrients. Um, my next two questions are about intermittent fasting. So the first one is, you know, if I work out and I'm intermittent fasting, should, should I eat right afterward? Do I wait? How does that work? And here's the thing. There's a lot of rules of after you work out, 30 minutes or 45 minutes later, you should have in some protein. But with fasting, it's, well, you should wait 14 to 16 hours before eating. There's so many rules. It's like, oh, which one do I believe? Listen, it's your preference. It's your body. Listen to it. If you get kind of shaky and dizzy and lightheaded after a workout, yeah, you should probably drink some water and, and eat some food. You should do that. <laughs> But if you work out and you're like, you know, I'm good with my water, then fast a little bit longer. Now you might be hungry sooner, you know, maybe without working out, you could fast till 12 or 1. But because you worked out, your body's like, mm, 11 o'clock, I'm starting to get hungry. Then just eat at 11. Be flexible. Make your own rules. As long as you feel good and you have good energy, that's all that matters. All these, it's rules, but it's like some guidelines. But we need to be okay with not being so rigid because when we're rigid we're more likely to fail and when we fail we give up but failing shouldn't mean giving up it's okay I need to change something I'm not feeling it this way I don't like this all right so tomorrow I'm going to do this we need to learn to have a growth mindset reflect adjust and move on okay my second intermittent fasting question is Tanya I did intermittent fasting for two whole weeks straight I didn't lose one pound why didn't I lose any weight and so I was really intrigued with that because the point of intermittent fasting is it's a tool it's not like a secret of uh fast dieting and losing weight it's just a tool to cut down your calories and I go really I mean if you intermittent fasting you skip breakfast so really on average most people eat anywhere from two to a thousand calories for breakfast (laughs) I was one of those that ate over a thousand so So when you skip breakfast, boom, like I saved a thousand calories by not eating breakfast. And, and I go, that's the whole point of it. And then after, you know, whenever your cutoff time is, whether that's six or seven, that really cuts off some snacking that we usually do that adds up an extra couple hundred calories. And she goes, well, when I was looking at articles, they said, you don't have to change anything. Eat whatever you want. Just stick between your window hours of when you can eat and you'll lose weight and I go that's the problem people think that you don't need to really change anything 
to lose weight. But if we don't change anything, we nothing's going to change. And so I said, well, what did you do? She goes, well, I would still eat breakfast, my breakfast meal. I just eat it at this time. And I would still eat my lunch and my dinner. So really nothing changed. Her caloric intake was exactly the same. And then I even asked about activity. Hey, did you do anything extra? And she said no. So we didn't change her cal. She didn't change her calories during these two weeks. Same caloric intake per day, regardless of when she ate it, and no activity, and a sedentary job. Oh, so I do have to eat less. I have to be uncomfortable. I might have to feel a little bit of hunger. I have to get up and move more. So you have to change something about your day to change your weight. Keep doing the same thing. Nothing's going to happen, right? Albert, Albert Einstein said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. We need to change our habits to change our life. So all of a sudden it's, oh, I need to eat a little bit less and move a little bit more. Yeah. It, here's the bottom line. If you are not a little bit hungry while dieting, just a little bit hungry, you're not going to lose much weight. It is impossible to be full and bloated all day long and expect that scale to drop. It's not going to happen. You got to be a little bit uncomfortable. And that's when we grow. Okay? So if you've been intermittent fasting, hasn't changed much, check your food. You got to track it. You got to know what you're consuming and making sure you're in your calorie deficit. You got to move a little bit more. Two, three thousand steps a day is not going to really cut it. If you can move, move. Rather that's uh, extra activity around the house, mowing the yard, cleaning something, rearranging your room, going for a 20 minute walk, like everything matters. Even stretching, just do something, right? Okay. And my last and final question. I have a lot of anxiety about my activity. I don't want to lose momentum. What do I do? So in this circumstance, she has been crushing her goals. She has been super active. She is loving her cardio, which we all lost that bet thinking that she would enjoy cardio, but she found what she loves to do. She's been staying consistent with her workouts every day. Like she just loves being outside and getting her cardio done. And she goes, I'm such on a great track. I'm anxious about what's going to happen if it changes because of the weather. Because she doesn't want to lose her results. And I go, I totally get it. But thank goodness we got numbers to rely on, to reflect on. If you don't have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, please invest in one. They are amazing and they're going to relieve a lot of your anxiety like it did to this uh, one of my clients. Okay? So we looked at her chart and I said, how much, how much calories did you burn working out two months ago? She said 3,500, 3,000 to 3,500. I go, what about last month? She goes, over 5,000. And I go, that is your sweet spot. If you burn anywhere from three to 5,000 calories per month, you're going to do awesome, regardless of what the activity is. And you could just hear the sense of relief of, oh, that's it? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, really, it's anywhere from burning... 800 calories a week to maybe 1200 and when you're running outside you could easily burn you know three to four hundred walking or whatever you're doing real quickly 
So knowing your numbers matter from your weight to your calories, to your macros, to your calories burned activity, to your steps. It's a lot of numbers to look at, but they're so valuable. We need to chart them. We need to document them because the more data we have, the easier our lives will be. So I hope that was helpful. Those are my top six questions for today. If you have any more that you'd like to send me, feel free to text me, 660-473-1955, or you can email me, Tanya Burton at The Diet Doc. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share, comment, write a review. I'd love to hear what you've learned from it. And thank you so much for joining. I know your health matters. That's why you're here. That's why you're growing. That's why you're learning. Be sure to apply something new each day, and you're going to see how much better your progress will be both physically and mentally. Have an awesome day, and I'll talk to you soon.